0: Chapters thirty-six through forty of the History of Reynard the Fox. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Caden von Clegg. The History of Reynard the Fox, edited by Henry Morley. Chapter thirty-six: How the Fox Took Up the Glove. AND HOW THE KING SET TO THEM DAY AND FIELD FOR TO COME AND DO THEIR BATTLE. YET THOUGHT THE FOX I HAVE GOOD ADVANTAGE, THE CLAWS OF HIS forefeet FEET BEN OFF, AND HIS FEET BEN YET SORE THEREOF, WHEN FOR MY SAKE HE WAS UNSHEWED. HE SHALL BE SOMEWHAT THE WEAKER. THEN SAID THE FOX, WHO THAT saith THAT I AM A TRAITOR, OR A MURDERER, I SAY HE LIETH FALSELY, AND THOU ART THOU SPECIALLY, Isgrim; THOU BRINGEST ME THERE AS I WOULD BE. This have I oft desired, lo, here is my pledge that all thy words been false, and that I shall defend me and make good that thou liest. The king received pledges and admitted the battle, and asked borrows of them that on the morn they should come and perform their battle and do as they ought to do. Then the bear and the cat were borrows for the wolf, and for the fox were borrows Grimbart the dass and Beloys chapter thirty seven how Rukunaw the she-ape counselled the fox how he should behave him in the field against the wolf. The she-ape said to the fox, Reynard, nephew, see that ye take heed in your battle. Be cold and wise. Your M. taught me once a prayer that is of much virtue to him that shall fight, and a great master and a wise clerk, and was abbot of Budello, that taught him. He said, Who that said devoutly this prayer fasting shall not that day be overcome and in battle, nay, in fighting? "'Therefore, dear nephew, be not afraid. I shall read it over you to-morrow. Then may ye be sure enough of the wolf. It is better to fight than to have the neck asunder.' "'I thank you, dear aunt,' said the fox. "'The quarrel that I have is rightful. Therefore I hope I shall speed well, and that shall greatly be mine help.' All his lineage abode by him all the night, and hope him to drive away the time. Dame Rookanah the she-ape, his aunt, thought all way on his prophet and Fordell and she did all his hair from the head to the tail be shorn off smooth and she anointed all his body with oil of olive and then was his body also glad and slipper that the wolf should have none hold of him and he was round and fat also on his body and she said to him dear cousin ye must now drink much that to-morrow ye may the better make your urine but ye shall hold it in till ye come to the field and when need is in time so shall ye piss full your rough tail and smite the wolf therewith in his beard and if ye might hit him therewith in his iron, then shall ye beneem him his sight, that should much hinder him. But else, hold away your tail fast between your legs, that he catch you not thereby, and hold down your ears lying flat after your head, and he hold you not thereby, and see wisely to yourself. And at beginning flee from his strokes, and let him spring, and run after you, and run to where as most dust is, and stir it with your feet, that it may flee in his iron, and that shall much hinder his sight. And while he rubbeth his iron, take your advantage and smite and bite him there as ye may most hurt him, and alway to hit him with your tail full of piss in his visage, and that shall make him so woe that he shall not wit where he is. I let him run after you for to make him weary, yet his feet been sore of that ye made him to loose his shoes, and though he be great, he hath no heart, nephew, certainly, this is my counsel; the cunning goeth to four strength therefore see for yourself and set yourself wisely at defence that ye and we all may have worship thereof i would be sorry if ye mishapped i shall teach you the words that your m Marden taught me that ye may overcome your enemy as i hope ye shall do without doubt therewith she laid her hand upon his head and said these words (inaudible) blerd che olfenio casboi gorfons alz buifrio nephew now be ye sure from all mischief and dread and I counsel you that ye rest you a little. For it is by the day ye shall be the better disposed. We shall wake you in all in time. And, said the fox, I am now glad. God thank you. Ye have done to me such good, I can never deserve it fully again. Methinketh there may nothing hurt me, sith that ye have said these holy words over me. Though went he and laid him down under a tree in the grass, and slept till the sun was risen, though came the otter and waked him, and bade him rise, and gave him a good young duck, and said, Dear cousin, I have this night made many a leap in the water ere I could get this young fat duck. I have taken it from a fowler. Take, and eat it. Reynard said, This is good Hansel. If I refused, I were a fool. I thank you, cousin, that ye remember me. If I live, I shall reward you. The fox ate the duck without sauce or bread. It savoured him well, and went well in and he drank thereto four great draughts of water. Then went he to the battle ward, and all they that loved him went with him. Chapter 38 How the Fox Came Into the Field, and How They Fought When the king saw Reynard thus shorn and oiled, he said to him, "Eh, fox, how well can ye see for yourself?' He wondered thereof. He was foul to look on. But the fox said not one word, but kneeled down low to the earth unto the king and to the queen, "'and striped him forth into the field. "'The wolf was there ready, and spake many a proud word. "'The rulers and keepers of the field were the leopard and the loss. "'They brought forth the book on which sware the wolf "'that the fox was a traitor and a murderer, "'and none might be falser than he was, "'and that he would prove on his body and make it good. Reynard the fox sware that he lied as a false knave and a cursed thief, "'and that he would do good on his body. "'When this was done, the governors of the field bade them do their devoir. Then roomed they all the field, save Dame Rukana the she-ape. She abode by the fox, and bade him remember well the words that she had said to him. She said, See well, too, when ye were seven years old, ye were wise enough to go by night without lantern or moonshine, where ye wist to win any good. Ye been named among the people wise and subtle. Pain yourself to work so that ye win the prize, then ye may have ever honour and worship, and all we that been your friends. He answered, my dearest aunt i know it well i shall do my best and think on your counsel i hope so to do that all my lineage shall have worship thereby and mine enemies shame and confusion she said god grant it to you chapter thirty nine how the fox and the wolf fought together therewith she went out of the field and let them twain go together the wolf trode forth to the fox in great wrath and opened his forefeet and supposed to have taken the fox in them but the fox sprang from him lightly for he was lighter to foot than he. The wolf sprang after, and hunted the fox sore. Their friends stood without the lists and looked upon them. The wolf strode wider than Reynard did, and oft overtook him, and lift up his foot and weaned to have spitten him. But the fox sought too and smote him with his rough tail, which he had all bepissed in his visage. Though weened the wolf to have been platblind, the piss started in his eyen. Then must he rest, for to make clean his eyen. Reynard thought on his foredell, and stood above the wind, scraping and casting with his feet the dust, that it flew the wolf's iron full. The wolf was sore blinded therewith, and such wise, that he must leave the running after him, for the sand and piss cleaved under his iron, that it smarted so sore that he must rub and wash it away. Though came Reynard in a great anger, and bowed him three great wounds on his head with his teeth, and said, "'What is that, Sir Wolf? Hath one there bidden you? How is it with you? I will all otherwise on you yet.' abide i shall bring you some new thing ye have stolen many a lamb and destroyed many a simple beast and now falsely have appealed me and brought me in this trouble all this shall i now avenge on thee i am chosen to reward thee for thine old sins for god will no longer suffer thee and thy great raven and shrewdness i shall now assoil thee and that shall be good for thy soul take patiently this penance for thou shalt live no longer the hell shall be thy purgatory thy life is now in my mercy but and if thou wilt kneel down and ask me forgiveness and knowledge thee to be overcome,en, yet though thou be evil yet i will spare thee for my conscience counselleth me i should not gladly slay no man isgrim weaned with these mocking and spiteous words to have gone out of his wits and that dared him so much that he wist not what to say buff nay half, he was so angry in his heart the wounds that reynard had given him bled and smarted sore AND HE THOUGHT HOW HE MIGHT BEST AVENGE IT. WITH GREAT ANGER HE LIFT UP HIS FOOT AND SMOTE THE FOX ON THE HEAD SO GREAT A STROKE THAT HE FELL TO THE GROUND, THOUGH stirred THE WOLF too AND WEENED TO HAVE TAKEN HIM, BUT THE FOX WAS LIGHT AND wily AND ROSE LIGHTLY UP, AND MET WITH HIM FIERCELY, AND THERE BEGAN A FELL BATTLE WHICH DURED LONG. THE WOLF HAD GREAT SPITE ON THE FOX, AS WELL IT SEEMED. "'he sprang after him ten times each after other, "'and would fain have had him fast, "'but his skin was so slipper and fat of the oil "'that alway he escaped from him. "'Oh, so subtle and snell was the fox "'that many times when the wolf weaned well "'to make sure of him, "'he stirred then between his legs and under his belly, "'and then turned he again and gave the wolf a stroke "'with his tail in the iron, "'that Isgrim weaned he should have lost his sight, "'and thus did he oftentimes, "'and alway when he had so smitten him, then would he go above the wind and raise the dust that it made his iron full of stuffs. isgrim was woe-begone and thought he was at an after dell yet was his strength and might much more than the foxes. Reynard had many a sore stroke of him when he wrought him. They gave each other many a stroke and many a bite when they saw their advantage, and each of them did his best to destroy that other. I would I might see such a battle that one was wily and that other was strong that one fought with strength and the other with subtlety the wolf was angry that the fox endured so long against him if his foremost feet had been whole the fox had not endured so long but the sores were so open that he might not well run and the fox might better off and on than he and also he swang his tail oft under his iron and made him that him thought that his iron should go out at last he said to himself i will make an end of this battle how long shall this kate endure this against me i am so great i should if i lay upon him press him to death. It is to me a great shame that I spare him so long. Men shall mock and point me with fingers, to my shame and rebuke, for I am yet on the worst side. I am sore wounded, I bleed sore, and he drowneth me with his piss, and casts so much dust and sand in mine iron, that hastily I shall not consee, if I suffer him any longer. I will set it in adventure, and seen what shall come thereof. With that he smote with his foot Reynard on the head, that he fell down to the ground, and ere he could arise he caught him in his feet, and lay upon him as he would have pressed him to death. Though began the fox to be afraid, and so were all his friends when they saw him lie under, and on that other side all Eastgrim's friends were joyful and glad. The fox defended him fast with his claws as he lay upward with his feet, and gave many a clope. The wolf durst not with his feet do him much harm, but with his teeth snatched at him, as he would have bitten him. When the fox saw that he should be bitten and was in great dread, he smote the wolf in the head with his foremost claws and tear the skin off between the brows and his ears, and that one of his iron hung out, which did him much pain. He howled, he wept, he cried loud, and made a piteous noise, for the blood ran down as it had been a stream. Chapter 40 How the fox, being under the wolf, with flattering words, glozed him that the fox came to his above again. The wolf wiped his iron. The fox was glad when he saw that. He wrestled so sore that he sprang on his feet while he rubbed his iron. The wolf was not well pleased therewithal, and smote after him ere he escaped, and caught him in his arms, and held him fast, notwithstanding that he bled. Reynard was woe then. There wrestled they long and sore. The wolf waxed so angry that he forgot all his smarts and pain, and threw the fox all flat under him which came him evil to pass for his one hand by which he defended him stirred in the falling into eastgrim's throat and then was he afraid to lose his hand the wolf said though to the fox now choose whether ye will yield you as overcome or else i shall certainly slay you thy scattering of the dust thy piss thy mocking nay thy defence nay all thy false wiles may not now help thee thou mayest not escape me thou hast heretofore done me so much harm and shame and now i have lost mine one eye and thereto sore wounded when reynard heard that it stood so rome that he should choose to knowledge him overcoming and yield him or else to take the death he thought the choice was worth ten mark and that he must say that one or that other he had anon concluded what he would say and began to say to him with fair words in this wise dear m i will gladly become your man with all my good and I will go for you to the holy grave, and shall get pardon and winning for your cloister of all the churches that been in the holy land, which shall much profit to your soul, and your elder souls also. I trow there was never such a proffer proffered to any king, and I shall serve you like as I should serve our holy father the Pope. I shall hold of you all that I have, and ever been your servant, and forth I shall make that all my lineage shall do in likewise. Then shall ye be a lord above all lords, who should then dare to do anything against you and furthermore whatsoever i take of ale geese partridge or plover fish or flesh and whatsoever it be therefore shall ye first have the choice and your wife and your children ere any come in my body Thereto i will alway abide by you that where ye be there shall no hurt nay scathe come to you ye be strong and i am wily let us abide together that one with the counsel and that other with the deed then may there nothing misfall to usward and we been so nigh of kin each to other that of right should be no anger between us i would not have foughten against you if i might have escaped but ye appealed me first unto fight though must i do what i not do would gladly and in this battle i have been courteous to you i have not showed the utterest of my might on you like as i would have done if ye had been a stranger to me. For the nephew ought to spare the M. It is good reason, and it ought so to be. Dear M., so have I now do, and that may ye mark well, when I ran to for you, mine heart would not consent thereto. For I might have hurt you much more than I did, but I thought it never. For I have not hurt you, nay done you so much harm that may hinder you, save only that mishap that is fallen on your eye. Ach! therefore I am sorry, and suffer much sorrow in my heart, I would well, dear M., that it had not hapt you, but that it had fallen on me, so that ye therewith had been pleased. Howbeit that ye shall have thereby a great advantage, for when ye hereafter sleep, ye need not to shut one window, where another must shut two. My wife and my children and my lineage shall fall down to your feet, to fore the king, and to fore all them that ye will, desire and pray you humbly, that ye will suffer, Reynard your nephew, live, and also I shall knowledge oft, to have trespassed against you and what leasings I have lied upon you. How might any lord have more honour than I proffer you? I would for no good do this to another. Therefore I pray you to be pleased herewithal. I wot well, if ye would, ye might have slew me. But, and ye so had done, what had ye won? So must ye ever after this time keep you from my friends and lineage. Therefore he is wise, that can in his anger measure himself, and not be over hasty, and to see well what may fall or hap afterward to him what man that in his anger can well advise him certainly he is wise men find many fools that in heat hasten them so much that after they repent them then it is too late but dear m i trow ye be too wise so to do it is better to have praise honour rest and peace and many friends that be steady to help him than to have shame hurt unrest and also many enemies lying in wait to do him harm also it is little worship to him that hath overcome in a man than to slay him. It is great shame, not for my life, though I were dead, that I were a little hurt. Iskrim the wolf said, Ay, thief, how fain wouldst thou be loosed and discharged from me, that hear I well by thy words, were thou not from me, on thy free feet thou wouldst not set by me an eggshell, though thou promised to me all the world of fine red gold, I would not let thee escape.' I said little by thee, and all thy friends and lineage. All that thou hast here said is but leasings and feigned falseness. Weenest thou thus to deceive me? It is long since that I knew thee. I am no bird to be locked, nay take by chaff. I know well enough good corn. Oh, how wouldst thou mock me if I let thee thus escape? Thou might as well have said this to one that knew thee not. BUT TO ME THOU LOSEST THY FLATTERING AND SWEET FLUTING, FOR I UNDERSTAND TOO WELL THY SUBTLE LYING TALES. THOU HAST SO OFT DECEIVED ME THAT ME BEHOOVETH NOW TO TAKE GOOD HEED OF THEE, THOU FALSE STINKING KNAVE. THOU sayest THAT THOU hast SPARED ME IN THIS BATTLE. LOOK HITHERWARD TO ME. IS NOT MINE ONE EYE OUT? AND THERETO HAST THOU WOUNDED ME IN TWENTY PLACES IN MY HEAD. THOU wouldst NOT SUFFER ME SO LONG TO REST AS TO TAKE ONCE MY BREATH. I were overmuch a fool, if I should now spare thee or be merciful to thee. So many a confusion and shame as thou hast done to me, and that also that toucheth me most of all, that thou hast disworshipped me, and squandered Urswind, my wife, whom I love as well as myself, and falsely deceivest her, which shall never out of my heart. For as oft as it cometh to mine mind all mine anger and hate, that I have to thee reneweth, in the meanwhile that East Grimm was thus speaking, the fox bethought him how he might help himself, and stuck his other hand after between his legs and gripped the wolf fast. And he wrung him so sore that for woe and pain he must cry loud and howl. Then the fox drew his other hand out of his mouth. The wolf had so much pain and anguish of the sore ringing that he spit blood. End of chapters 36-40